myself out. I am afraid of I'm terrified and paralyzed by I am deathly afraid of Welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast with your host, me, Ryan Perio. Hello and welcome to the Sum of All Fears podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Perio. This week, we continue my live interviews from the Hops and Arts Festival at Petticolus Brewery. This week, it's Jen Rainey. Jen Rainey is a lighting and audio technician for live shows and concerts. She also collects gems and quartz and other precious minerals. She also is organizing a travel where you actually go and actually collect these gems and do these scenic travels yourselves along with them. Like they mine for turquoise in New Mexico, quartz in Arkansas. It's really fascinating, and we'll have all the links here in the show notes. Jen has an amazing fear of being locked into a 9-to-5 job, something a lot of us creatives probably dread on some level. Some of us actually enjoy it. I don't mind having a day job. I kind of like the ability to separate my mind and think about something other than comedy. But let's get into that interview right now with Jen Rainey. All right, guys, we're here with my next guest, artist Jane, Jen Rainey. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Jen, how are you doing today? I am great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. This is my second day of doing this. I'm learning on the fly. Thanks again to Oscar Nash and his perfect audio setup to get this going awesome awesome so you're outside you're you're selling crystals and t-shirts and we are we've got uh crystals we can actually um wire wrap any of our quartz crystal or any of our crystals in general for you um and make uh, necklaces earrings um, bracelets but we also mine all of our own quartz crystals and phantom crystals as well how do you mine quartz so we actually go out to mount ida um arkansas and we just we chip at a vein and dig at the vein and uh, we're going to start taking some people out later this year uh, mining as well so if anybody's interested they can get in touch with us that's a cool like little vacation kind of thing to do just to go out and because they have diamond mines out there too i believe they do so the diamond mines are about an hour south of there they're in murfreesboro arkansas Uh, we go to mount ida arkansas it's kind of like if you go to murfreesboro to dig for diamonds you might find a couple of things it's really muddy it was fun to say we went, mm-hmm. but the quartz mines are super awesome because it's like Christmas morning. You find all kinds of quartz mines. That's really cool. And uh-huh. <laughs> so how so how long does it take to actually So the last time we went out there it was about eight to ten hours. And uh, we dug about, we ended up getting about eight to ten big buckets of uh, uh, quartz crystals and phantom crystals out of there. And we also found like a 150 pound um, quartz crystal rock that we have in our shop in Canton, Texas. Wow. So are you breaking pieces off or is that just a a whole? Some of them we find the little pieces that are already broken off, kind of like in the the ground and the sand and stuff. And then other ones we find like great big boulders and stuff of them. And so we'll climb on the backs of the mountains and like actually chip at the rocks and the crystals mm-hmm. and man that sound it sounds like not it's like fun labor like it's almost it is it is exactly like de-stressor you can tap 
a little bit? Yes, exactly, exactly. So what is the benefits of core? Is it just artistic or is there actually... So there's metaphysical um, benefits to like all of the different um, crystals and rocks that we sell. It just depends on which ones. Um, the quartz crystals are a great overall crystal um, to have, especially to kind of ward off negativity, um, you know, stress, that kind of thing, which, you know, we can all, all benefit from these days. Yes. <laughs> During a pandemic, there's not enough quartz in yes. in Mount Ida, Arkansas. That's right. Exactly. There's not enough. So how did you get into like the metaphysical like crystal? So that was actually my other half. Um, he's actually out at our booth right now manning it, uh, Roy Pond. And um, he actually got in. He's been into that kind of thing for years like his family was uh he's originally from boston very metaphysical up there um and he always loved to mine and so and my thing was always to travel Mm -hmm. and to make sure i didn't work a nine to five (laughs) exactly exactly so um he kind of got me into it and he was like well this is something fun to do and and we went to our first one i think it was um was to the gold mines out in colorado uh, about three or four years ago and we just kind of started getting into it and then when Whenever uh, the pandemic hit, we were looking for something to do um, to kind of get out, but kind of social, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we we just started mining and so kind of went off from there. It's really cool. And I like the idea of bringing people like maybe to take people and expertly teach them. Yes. Okay, this is how you mine for quartz. Yes. Let me show you. This is what you're looking for. This is what you're trying to do. Exactly. That's our that's our big plan. Um, he just had surgery, so we're waiting for him to heal up. But okay. uh, towards the end, of the middle to the end of summer, um, into the fall, we're planning on taking some people out there. We've even uh, got a place for everybody to stay as well. Um, we're actually selling some of our crystals out at the Wachita River Haven out there. Okay. It's an outdoor um, resort type of place, and they've got kayaking and stuff. So we're going to be we're working with them as well. And, so it's kind of just become a big, big community type of thing. Yeah, it's it, it, that's that's what you want to have, like, and that, when that kind of thing going on, just making sure I'm recording. Exactly. No, <laughs> totally understand. <laughs> so you also did music, like you were like before this, you did music venues before the pandemic. Yes. So we actually, he and I both met on stage um, almost ten years ago at the Eisman Center over in Richardson. Okay. Um, he's been in the industry since he was sixteen. I've been in the industry since I was twenty. We've done everything from booking. He's played music, but I, I never really played. But I, I booked and managed, and then uh, I was a stagehand and technician. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever, uh, and so we did corporate theater and um, concerts and whenever the pandemic hit you know it wiped out we were the first industry to lose our jobs the last industry to get back so we took our side business which was this and built it into our main thing and so this is our our main hustle this is how we feed ourselves see see i'm I'm thinking of you guys as like two roadies and like both of you are just undoing cords and then we you are. just backed into each other <laughs> and turned around and it was like magic like you had this magic moment of like it pretty much was actually yeah <laughs> there's about there's 14 years between us and we met actually on stage at the Eisman Center and it was um, it was during an Audi show or Audi Audi however yeah. you pronounce the car but uh, but yeah we pretty much he was he was actually technically uh, our crew lead so okay. I ended up with the boss but you know <laughs> <laughs> who's the boss now 
I like to think I am, but I, I let him slide by with that a, a few times here and there, you know. <laughs> I think every woman nodded with approval of the same. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's how we do things. You, yeah, you, you totally are in control. Yeah. Exactly. You, you know, sure you're going to wear that shirt? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. You got to let them think they are once in a while. It's, you know. <laughs> Good boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's amazing. And so I love your fear. You, you definitely have chosen industries that take away from that fear of working a nine to five, which is, I would say 99% of the people here running booths have the same like preconceived like notion or aversion to that. So how did you, how did you come across this fear of working nine to five? So that's an interesting story. Um, I actually grew up, I didn't grow up in Texas. I grew up in Southeast Kansas, um, okay. little town of 3,000 people. And my where I grew up and my family and stuff, it was either teacher, farmer, factory worker kind of mm-hmm. thing. And so I was kind of the black sheep of the family, if you mm-hmm. would, you know, if you will. And uh, I just, I decided, I saw my dad working, you know, nine to five and, and all the stress that it put on him and stuff and working for corporate. And I just, I decided a long time ago, if I'm going to make a living doing something, I want to be able to do what I love. And I love to travel. That's my biggest passion. That's my driving force, even with our business. And, you know, we, we our motto is we travel the country to make mine and find the treasures yeah. we bring to you. And so um, so it was really trying to figure out different ways to work gig type jobs rather yeah. than a full time job. And I uh, ended up graduating with a, a degree in theater. And so it was just kind of fell into place, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not, I wouldn't call you the black sheep, I'd say free spirit of yes. the family. Yes, like, that's were, exactly how my cousin described me to her husband when, when yeah. I met him. <laughs> you're, if you were a character on Friends, you were definitely Phoebe. Like you were, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but that's awesome. I mean, you, you, and that's how some people are inspired. I mean, you, you see the, the effects of your dad coming home after a full work shift, not doing anything except sitting on the couch he definitely doesn't sound like he's a wanderlust at all he actually was but he was he was responsible mm-hmm. you know in the fact that he had two kids and and uh, you know I don't know there it was kind of an old school way I, oh. I was brought up very old school yeah. so I, I actually feel like I have taken some of his desires and run with them as well. Some of the things he wasn't able to do because he provided so much for us, I've been able to do myself. That's awesome. And I'm sure he's super proud. Like, I I mean... I think so. (laughs) I tell people, like, when we do comedy and stuff, because some of this stuff, like creative arts, it's hard to quantify as a parent if you just do the nine to five. Like, it's hard for a person that's worked in a factory to know, okay, there's a set progression in corporate life. There is... You get the job, you get promoted at the job, right. you retire from the job. So you can kind of, when you're creative like this, it's hard to quantify like, oh, I got this opportunity. Well, what does that pay? Well, it's not really about the pay. It's just, this is a real prestigious. Exactly. You know. And even my brother for years, he was like, well, what are you making doing that? Are you, you know, because I'd pick up like, like just random volunteer stuff just to get experience at things. And he's like, what are you making doing that? I'm like, I'm not making anything. I'm making the experience. And yeah. It's always been a growing factor, you know, for me. Yeah. That's amazing. And I, I, I totally relate to that because I tell people like in comedy, 
it's hard for your parents to understand a free guest spot at a prestigious comedy club yes. because all they want to see the monetary success is, exactly. that's all they recognize yep and so it's hard for them they want to be proud of you but they just don't know the right things to look for exactly say, oh you're doing good at that because all they see is you're giving your you know you're wasting you're spending all your time on this and not getting any kind of yes it's it's like a new concept Especially for where I come from, you know, it's it's very old school there. So yeah, it's a it's a new concept that I you know, I always I, I always wanted to move to Dallas. I always looked forward to to coming here and, and building something like what we have. So how do you like living in Dallas compared to? Um, I actually I live in Terrell now. To okay. be honest with you, I like being on the outskirts because then it's a little more mellow. But at the same time, I love being in Dallas mm-hmm. because then there's stuff to do. So it's great because where we live, we're halfway between Dallas and halfway between Tyler. So mm-hmm. it, for what we do as far as events and stuff, and uh, for setting up for as a vendor, we can go pretty much anywhere and be you know about an hour away from everything. So it's a good, and it's far enough away that you're not trapped in it exactly exactly we get the best of both worlds mm-hmm. so where is the mo- since you're a wanderlust what's been your what was your favorite travel destination Ooh, my favorite travel destination um probably sea kayaking off the coast of california a couple years ago uh we went to um um oh i forget the name of it now but uh, but yeah, we went. It, it was about an hour and a half off the coast of California, and we went sea kayaking. Uh, we actually did seven states, ten national parks, and two countries in seventeen days. We even went up to Canada, which was awesome. Yeah, Vancouver is one of my all-time faves. So I've been there pre-passport. Like Ooh. this is back in the eighties, but. Right. Yep. But we drove from basically Idaho up Pacific Northwest. And I even have family in Idaho too. Okay. Yeah, my family's all over the place, but yeah, uh, yeah, we did um, Victoria Island. Okay. So not too far from Vancouver, I believe. Yeah, my favorite was Oregon. Like I loved like Oregon Falls and all the waterfalls and everything. We loved Oregon, and I think it's called uh, it's Highway One or One Hundred One. What yeah. that high that that runs along the coast? Yep, that was our favorite too. So what's sea kayaking like? Like is that because that seems kind of treacherous? It, it was a little bit. It was a little nervous. You can actually go on our website. I need to update the website, but uh, it's simplisticsensationstravel.com. And we actually have video footage on there of our sea kayaking trip. Okay. Um, and it was really cool. It was a lot different. We had gone uh, kayaking on like rivers and lakes and stuff. That's a lot more mellow compared yeah. to the ocean, um, especially out in the middle of the ocean. Um, but we went through sea caves and that was really cool. But there's, there's definitely a lot of waves. It was a little... It was a little nerve-wracking, but then you start to get used to it. And it's just, it's a very freeing feeling in yeah. general. So was it a one-person kayak each? or is It It was actually a two-person kayak. Okay, and so. we even, uh, we, uh, our friends who are also in the entertainment industry here in Dallas, um, they actually flew out to L.A. and uh, met us up there. And so we got to go kayaking with them as well. well that's awesome. Uh-huh. So, and, and that's why I was like saying with the sea, I was like, I was like it, it can kind of be nice. But man, if it's a windy day, that... This is yes. a lot of. It's definitely. It feels like you were taking a lot of two paddles forward, three paddles back with each wave that yes. came and pushed you back. Like, <laughs> like, am I making progress or am I going backwards? So they only let you go out on certain days. Actually, like if it's too windy, I don't know the exact ratio or anything, but uh, if it's too windy, they won't. They'll cancel the trip. But uh, we lucked out. It was a perfect day for it. And actually, I just remember it was a uh, Channel Islands National Park. Okay, we're big national park advocates. So. Awesome. So yeah, have you been down to Terlingua? Tur- to Terlingua? Yeah. I have not. What is in Terlingua? Terlingua is Big Bend. It's down. Oh, 
Oh, yes. I want to. You know, I've never, as many national parks as I've been to, I've never been to any of them in Texas. I want to. Yeah. Um, but it's, all, it's like so far out of the way that like I, I really want to do that. I was supposed to go to um, the Guadalupe Mountains, I think it was, um, yeah. a couple years ago on a solo uh, hiking trip. I did Carlsbad and I did White Sands. And on my way through um, the mountains out near White Sands, I accidentally hit an elk in my Fiat 500X. Okay. <laughs> and so I still ended up doing Carlsbad on the way back, but I didn't end up going to Guadalupe because it was just out of the way. And I, I was very limited on lights because yeah. of, you know, the elk, elk. incident. So <laughs> there's always a story. <laughs> Fiat, that's definitely not... Probably the elk was okay. Like, I feel like the elk just kind of brushed it off. I I think it did. It kind of ran off in the uh, in the distance. So hopefully, <laughs> that, that that was my intention. Yeah, he probably is just like yeah. yeah later, bitch. Like. <laughs> I think it was probably better than my car was. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the Terlingua. It's it's down by the hill country, and it's clear. Like they have have a couple of air bubbles. Like they have like a like a tent that's like a air bubble like a moon bounce almost where it's open to air. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, just check out Base Camp Terlingua. It's one of my it's one of my vacation things I want to do. They have like TPs, they also have Yeah. But they have but it's just like um like a yurt or something. Yeah. Okay. But they also have, but they have air bubbles too where you just go in it's like a moon bounce. That is a, so cool. Where you just look up and it's like clear open top so you can look at the night sky that is awesome we've actually stayed in a yurt that was kind of similar to that um mm-hmm. uh in uh madrid new mexico that's where we get our turquoise that we sell um we actually have a friend out there and we we stay in like casitas and yurts on the top of the mountains yeah. and like last time we were out there we stayed in a little school bus and oh that's really cool yeah and it's like one of those uh like night sky kind of areas where mm-hmm. you can just see a million stars and it's so, just so awesome. So say you have, like, we'll say your brother or you have kids that uh-huh. eventually with your significant other, how would you, if they're afraid to do a nine to five, how would you guide them to, to be how you successful as you have been? So that is actually an excellent question um, because I'm an aunt and I'm also a stepmother. Um, okay. So I never plan on having my own kids. I always say I had my kids when they were teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, my, my stepdaughter, she's actually wanting to get into the whole thing. And she's actually been working with our business and doing some of the um, logos and stuff for our business. And I just tell her, I'm like, you know, make sure that the, you figure out a set amount that you need to live on and work toward hitting that goal. Um, and then, you know, anything after that is just fluff. Anything yeah. after that's just extra. So. Yeah. And that's a good plan because a lot of people jump into this and they don't have that plan and that's where they, and that's, that's where they fall short. That's where I think, you know, I probably am blessed as far as being raised a little more old school, a little more um, traditional, if you will, in the fact that like I was always told, you need to make sure that you have a backup plan. Yes. So I always have a plan B, C, and D is what That's I always awesome. say. But yeah. So tell me a little bit more about simplistic travel since you were talking about that. Like what is so um, simplistic sensation? So we, uh, I actually started it because I became a minimalist. Okay. I, I mostly only shop for the business, um, but our whole idea is uh, our our big 
motto, I guess, if you will, is we travel the country to make, mine, and find the treasures we bring to you. So mm-hmm. our big thing is we work with other local artists, other small artists, okay. um, artists across the country. Our turquoise, uh, most of it comes from the Santa Domingo Pueblo in New Mexico. It's handcrafted by natives, and that's like their main trade is to make the turquoise. Um, we have a friend that lives in uh, Madrid, New Mexico. She mines some of her own mines, and she makes her own stuff, and then our sister lives on the reservation, and that's how we get some of the turquoise from there. Um, the crystals, we go and we mine ourselves, or we go and uh, work with other small mm-hmm. rock shops in the, um, in the Mount Ida, Arkansas area. Uh, we have soaps as well, um, all natural soaps. And they actually come from a, a small artist um, uh, and small business in East Texas, out in Quitman, Texas. Um, and so we really we, we can tell you the backstory behind pretty much every piece. So are you are you planning on doing vacations not just for Mount Ida, but maybe for Madrid, New Mexico, and stuff like that? To maybe yeah, we actually so we love to travel. We do a ton of traveling. Um, our we actually started as a travel blog about two three years ago. Um, and really, at, at this point, the only time we travel is for the business. But we travel all the time. So my thing is, that as long as I can write it off on the taxes, yeah. then we're good to go. <laughs> well, I thank you for doing this. Where can people find you on social media? Um, so we are all over Facebook, uh, Simplistic Sensations. Just look us up. Um, you can also hit us up outside if you're here at the Hobson Arts um, event here at Petticolas. Um, come see us. And then uh, we are also on SimplisticSensationsTravel.com, although I do need to update that so i'll be updating that this week so (laughs) thank you again no problem thank you for having me oh absolutely one more time for jen ladies and gentlemen check out simplistic sensations outside in the booth so that was jen man what an awesome life and way to do it responsibly by keeping a backup plan jen's an amazing creative Check out her Simplistic Sensations Travel and Art, where she has jewelry, gems, all other kinds of things, as well as possibly vacationing, where you can actually go and actually mine your own quartz or turquoise, or the harbor, or just an amazing wanderlust, and to find someone to partner with that is just as wonderless and such a such a serendipitous meeting that both of them worked on the lighting and on a show together and they just hit it off and you know just now enjoy life together i really relate to that fear of just being cut in a rut and just doing the same nine to five and to have somebody you know tell them about that, but also helping them. That's just, you know, just providing some kind of guidance. Check out SimplisticSensationsTravel.com as well as the Facebook group for more information on Jen and her traveling. As for me... Next week, I will be at Hyenas in Dallas with John Caparulo and Gareth Reynolds on Thursday. Also, I'll be headlining the Comedy Arena the first weekend in September. Check that out as well at thecomedyarena.com for tickets to that. And then I'll be featuring with Liz Miel 
in September in Hyenas Fort Worth. As well as doing a few 325 shows in between. Wichita was a blast. I met Jake James Johan. We had a great conversation late Saturday night, early Sunday. Had a, you know, very, very great comic. Very, very wonderful person. And I may reach out to him as far as maybe trying to maybe get some weekends in the Kansas City, Missouri area. As I try to work and expand my comedic reach, I'm now in Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Wichita, Kansas. And hopefully more on the way. I will keep trying to send my avails as as often as I can to keep this going. Thanks again for listening. Um, I appreciate all of your listens, all your reviews. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. Greatly appreciated. Also, feedback at somefearfans at gmail.com. I will leave you with that. Um, Next week, we'll have another guest. Um, It may be Clarence Gleaton. It may be somebody else. Thanks for listening to the Sum of All Fears podcast. And now some thank yous for the folks that make this show possible. Thanks to Barry Whitewater for my art and graphics. You can follow him on Instagram at bwhiteh2o. Get it? H2O like water. You can also follow him on Facebook. Music. A huge thank you to Gunnar Olson for the wonderful music provided for this podcast. You can follow him on Instagram at gunbuns. That's G-U-N-B-U-N-S as well as his website, GunnarOlson.net. Check out some of the samples that he has recorded. They're amazing. He's an amazing percussionist. If you want to follow the show, we've got a Facebook group, Some of All Fears. Instagram, Twitter, you can find us at Some Fear Fans. If you have some feedback for the show, email me at SomeFearFans, S-O-M-E-F-E-A-R-F-A-N-S, at gmail.com. I'll be happy to, to take those into consideration also if you'd like to be a guest email me at somefearfans at gmail.com we can try to iron out some details and get that settled in you know give us some feedback if on apple google spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts leave a review it makes the show bigger and it's not going anywhere i'm going to record as many shows as i possibly can if you want to follow me on social media, I am at Ryan Perio. It's R-Y-A-N-P-E-R-R-I-O on all social media platforms. You can follow me there. And you can check me out at ryanperio.com, my website. I'll try to list upcoming shows there as well. It's been kind of spotty because as soon as I set it up, that's when the pandemic happened. And everything's kind of just in a, in a holding pattern. Thanks again for listening to the Sum of All Fears podcast. Next week, we'll have another guest with another fear. Thanks for listening.